Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Hello everybody, whatever you're doing on a Friday, stop it, because there's a big weekend ahead of us. It is Taz Racing Talk, Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, all thanks to Ladbrokes. You can get involved up to text 0499 736 736. There is a lot going on. On uh, You can get involved any way you want over the course of the weekend because it's not just about Tasmanian racing in the actual state, but two of their stars are heading to Flemington tomorrow. What's going to be a big day, of course, Mystic Journey and still a star. Bill Ryan to join us in around 10 minutes' time. So much to get into. Campbell Brown. Good afternoon. Who I believe ripped it apart last Sunday, in particular at Devonport. The couch got a fair working out. And so, I believe, did Ladbrokes as you tore it apart. It always gets a good working out on a Sunday. It was Father's Day. <laughs> yes. So after I had breakfast in bed mm-hmm. and uh, the the wife and child made me uh, You got two children. Coffee. You got yeah, two the children. The other one can't walk or talk nah, to Nah, so okay, that's fair very enough. Very hard for um, Baker to make me <laughs> breakfast in bed. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I sat on the couch and um, did what any uh, astute punter would do. I watched the Devonport races. <laughs> i got to say this. It sounds no different to you any other Sunday. So don't be claiming like you put the feet up because it was your day. If I called you in the middle of June on a Sunday, you'd have your three-year-old just making you a cup of coffee and you'd be watching Devonport on the synthetic. That's true. Now, especially during uh, COVID when there's not a lot it's else to true. do. Hey, there's a lot going on, not just on the track, of course, in both Tasmania and here. A uh, little closer to where we are, Flemington with those two horses we mentioned in particular, but we've got the award night, we've got the Hall of Fame dinner, we've got so much going on, and Peter Staples, as always, is across it. Hello, Pete. G'day, Cam. How are you, Brownie? Yeah, going beautifully, Pete. How was your weekend? Peter, did, my weekend was good, but, mate, did you really get breakfast in bed on Father's Day? <laughs> I did, actually. I got coffee and uh, a newspaper as well, so quite mate, spoiled. you were... You are so living the dream, <laughs> Unbelievable. Spare, spare, a, spare a thought for his wife, Pete, legitimately. This, that's just a normal Sunday, mate. Breakfast in bed. Oh, yeah, well, no, I've got to do the Devonport form. I've got to stay in bed a little it's longer. It's like a good horse trainer. You've got, oh, you know, go. you got to school them properly, and then you get the results yeah. that you want. Mate, does your missus listen to this show? <laughs> I, I <laughs> hope does, not. You're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'm always in trouble. <laughs> uh, Pete, there is so much to get into. Of course, Mystic Journey, still a star. We're looking forward to that at a packed Flemington. Tomorrow they go in the group two, let's elope. So we'll get to Bill Ryan very shortly. We'll touch on your thoughts as well. But we might start with the Tasmanian Thoroughbred Awards and, of course, the Hall of Fame dinner because... Anytime there is awards after a season's racing is always very exciting. And anytime there's inductees and legends and all the rest of it to be upgraded, it always makes for a hell of a fun time. 
It does indeed. And look, the, the, the Tasmania Thoroughbred Awards night is always a great event. It's a gala event, and then it's, uh, it just gets better and better each year. And, and I know what's going on behind the scenes this year, and it will be, I'm sure, the best so far. It's really good. Um, it's interesting, the, the Horse of the Year title and the Three-Year-Old of the Year title, it's going to be very interesting on the outcome. I think you know that Turk Warrior will win the Two-Year-Old. He was just unbeatable. Um, but the Three-Year-Old, oh, you know, it's a toss-up. You know, sweet dog Heller. What camp are you in, Granny? Um, oh, Heller. But um, I did have someone uh, oh, ask no. me the question. I need to put it to you, Pete. Why War yeah. Correspondent uh, wasn't in the mix for that award? Obviously, won five, came over to Mooney Valley and, and beat Snapper. And um, they just wanted me to ask you the question that uh, those two are great horses. But where where did War Correspondent sit? No, mate, he's in the mix. Let me tell you, he's right in the right mix. in the mix. Well, he, and in Tassie. He won the $100,000 three-year-old cup the first time it was raced for hundred grand. Then he won the Carbine Club and he won the three-year-old classic on Monty Cup Day. And then he went to Melbourne and won at Mooney Valley. Yeah, in the so, snapper race. That, that form, that race yeah. he won in, has turned out form-wise to be a cracker. Super. And it's, uh, and, but he's right there, let me tell you. It's, uh, look, it's, it's always difficult when you get you know, horses that are close up. You know, Swoop Dog and Heller, they were the races that they won you know, they were more dominant and, and prominent than they, than what war correspondent. But he went to Melbourne and won at Moody Valleys. And that's a Melbourne win holds, a, you know, holds a lot when it comes to voting as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Um, but I'm only one of a host of judges. And uh, um, it's just going to be interesting. It's the same for the horse of the year. Um, you know, the really top performers, still a star, Mystic Journey, um, Newhart. And then there are those who are in the Turk Warrior camp and there's never been a, a horse of the year, a two-year-old named horse of the year. Now, I can remember I voted for Alpha once, well, when it was two, as the horse of the year. And, mate, did I cop some black. <laughs> like you, you would have thought I'd done damage to people. But, honestly, um, and I went, oh, fair enough. But I still stuck to my guns. If you think it's the best horse, vote for it. Yeah, no, That's exactly. the thing with this thing. Uh, but, look, it, it, it's going to be ripper. You know, and the outcomes will be great no matter what. Whatever wins... Whatever horse wins each award, they'll be deserving of winning that. And uh, other things like the, the standing of the year and Wordsmith had another great year. It's uh, um, People will probably be amazed at the how many winners he got. Um, and he's just been a, a revelation for Tasmania. And then along came the likes of Savoir V but Armadale and then Needs Further late, more lately. And he produces Mystic Journey that wins a group one. Um, yeah, and it's... It's got a great week of the racing. Like um, the Hall of Fame tonight, um, I, I reckon if you could hear and well, Taz Racing TV is live streaming the awards night tonight. So it's go to tazracing.com.au and it's on Taz Racing TV two. Taz Racing TV one will have the Dev, the Hobart pacing meeting on, but Taz Racing TV two will live stream all of the awards. So that's something that you should be getting on to. It starts at 7.30, oh, sorry, 7 o'clock, um, and goes right through till about 20 to 10. One of the horses you, you mentioned, Pete, for Horse of the Year was New Heart. Uh, was a, a scratching out of the races on Sunday, which left the the right race one uh, of six down to three with a few others, and, and DeRoach ended up jumping, leading, falling in in the end at forty. What, what was uh, the reason behind New Heart scratching? Well, he was, Barry always told me, he said his bloods have got to come back perfect to run. They didn't come back quite right, but that's understandable. He's had a couple of trials and, you know, he's got a mission 
and uh, I'm tipping that there's a chance that he might head across to Melbourne um, on what would have been grand final day at the MCG because that Sandown meeting was going to be the Sunday. Mm. Yep. It's now gone to the Saturday. So it's a big race meeting and, you know, and there's a benchmark 90 sitting there for DeRoche over 1,000 metres for Phillies for Mayors, four-year-old Nolder. And there's a nice race for uh, Newhart as well. So I'm tipping that that's what's going to be discussed very shortly between Denise Martin and the owners of Newhart and DeRoche. Hey, Pete, just before we uh, move on, and of course, what a big weekend of racing we go. Just on the on the awards and the Hall of Fame, and, and you did mention there you, you are heavily involved. What's the what's the whole process like? Do you all sit down as a committee? Do you just nominate your own horses and are just uh, your own sort of entries and you go from there? But how does it all sort of work to make sure that we get tonight the creme de la creme uh, when they're handing out the awards? Well, it's the same as the Australian Racing Hall of Fame. There is a, um, a certain criteria that any nominee has to fit now, people can nominate anybody or any animal to go into various categories. So there's a horse, there's a jockey, and then a social Okay? Bookmakers, anything out of their pocket. So they get nominated by a number of people. Oh, we're just losing you a little bit there, Pete. If you take a couple of steps to your left... Hopefully we can get a little bit uh, better reception. You just dropped out a little bit there. Oh, oh. Ah. Well, he might be. He, 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 this is what happens. This is occasionally what happens when people are uh, at the highest realm of. Uh, inductees and awards and nominations and you're casting votes. There are conspiracy theories around the world in all aspects. And when you start to try and drop a little inside knowledge, the telecommunication, bang, someone pulls the trigger. New world pulls the bl- stuff, next thing you know, I almost guarantee that when we get Pete back in a, in a matter of seconds and Bill Ryan joins us, we will have the clear as day, crystal clear phone line to Peter Staples. So your, your horse, war correspondent, not yours, but the one you were suggesting, still a legitimate chance. In the mix. Mm. Yeah. All right, zero Absolutely. four. Absolutely. There we go. Oh, no. See? Now we've now we've got Pete back because yeah. we stopped talking about the award nominations and how it all sort of works. I bet you it's crystal clear, the line. You there, you there Pete? Yeah, I am, mate. You've got to be clearing, clearing loud now. Gotcha. All right, beautiful. Well, look, um, it's, uh, it's a process the same as the Australian Hall of Fame. There's a criteria that has to be met from all the nominations, and anybody can nominate a horse or, or a person um, in various categories, jockey, trainer, or associate. And associates covered a wide spectrum of um, involvements in racing, like administration, um, anybody really, breeders and all of those sort of things. Um, so once that happens, the selection panel reviews all of the nominations and provide and they all meet the criteria, they go up for um, induction. And then we discuss... What's what we have to work with in every category. We come up with a top five and then we vote on those in order of the preference to go in and then the total value becomes at the end of that. And that's the process that you use. And it's the same process you use for the Australian Racing Hall of Fame, which I've been involved with since 2003. Um, and, uh, that works. Uh, and tonight, I'm sure that when we have, you also can induct one, a legend had an already nominated horse. Oh, we're just losing you a little more there as well, Pete. Well, we just try and clear that up. And uh, there is a legend being inducted tonight. I am reliably told that it won't be you, Brownie, for some of your DJ work, although it was in consideration after the Devonport and Hobart Cups. 
earlier in the year. Hey, let's just while we work out Peter uh, Peter's lines, get to Bill Ryan, of course. Uh, still a star. He is one, and he's got one tomorrow running in the Let's Elope, and she was brilliant in the autumn, and she has a crack at the 1,400 metres tomorrow. Bill, welcome to Taz Racing Talks. Thank you very much, fellas. Hey, uh, exciting day. Uh, big race, drawn perfectly. Uh, it's an exciting, I'm assuming, 24 hours as she kicks off this preparation. Oh, look, it's, it's amazing, really. You know, I've waited all my life to get a horse good enough to go to Melbourne and race in the spring. And unfortunately, I can't go over because of the COVID. It, it is, is a restriction that uh, is considering and continuing to frustrate so many people. And there is no doubt you've got her cherry ripe, though. Just, just before we go into tomorrow and talk about her preparation, I just want to rewind what it meant for you last preparation. You touched on it. You've been waiting forever to have a horse like this. Ran in the All-Star Mile, then had those two runs. And, you know, it was, was, was great in her win before getting tipped out. She only just got nutted late in her previous run before that. What, what was those couple of weeks like to, to have that opportunity and her to be able to stand up and not just be a part of the All-Star Mile, but deliver in her next two runs? It was a great, um, great experience for me, the whole family and the syndicate. Um, you know, it was just brilliant to go over for the All-Star Mile. Unfortunately, it, it rained, as everybody knows, and wrecked the track. And she drew the outside gate, you know, she might as well have stayed at home. And then she redeemed herself the next two runs, and she was super. It was just fantastic. Bill, a couple of trials leading into this first up assignment. Um, you would have been pretty happy with the, the two trials and just been ticking over really, really nicely. Yeah, look, her two trials were terrific. I would have loved to have got a third trial into it because I have no illusions about going to Melbourne, running first up over 1,400 against some of the top mares in the country. It's no walk in the park. Um, the only doubt that I do have is that I would have loved a third trial. Um, having said that, I'm really happy with the horse and um, she can still improve on what she does on Saturday. But by the same token, it will be extremely competitive. Now, I reckon you're going to be calling her the winner at some stage of the race on the straight. From barrier turn, Luke Curry in the saddle. Um, you should be able to jump and, and get a nice lead. There's a little bit of speed outside you, but uh, probably none of those horses would be in the mix, you, you'd think. Instant celebrity is going to get back from barrier 13. Is that the instructions from uh, to Luke Curry? Just just try and ping the, the gates, uh, get out in front and uh, and dictate? No, definitely not. No, she, she's, this horse is a really good chaser. Um I'll be telling Luke to drop his hands and just yep. get a lead and um, ride her conservatively like as if she needs the run. Give her every opportunity to win. Um, that Flemington Straight's too damn long to, um, you know, go out there first up over 1,400 metres and try and dictate to those horses in that race. They're too damn good to do that. Yep. Um, need to have something in reserve. Hey, just on that though, Bill, you must have been uh, fairly happy when the barrier come through because the 1,400 metres at Flemington can be won and lost when it comes to the barrier with that long sweeping bend as well. So to be able to draw where she did gives Luke Curry that opportunity to, to go pretty much wherever you decide. He should be able to dictate whatever he wants to mm. do from that barrier. Um, you know, she's really good out the gates, this, this mare, and she'll, she'll pin the gates and he can just take a seat, get something to lead him up, uh, and give him a little bit of cover and you know, smother her up and save her for the, the running and the strike. Well, what's, what's the plan for? Is it, is it the Empire Rose? Is, is that is that the goal for uh, the preparation? Yeah, look, that's the end goal if she's good enough. We'll know after the first two runs whether she's good enough or not. She goes to the Rose of Kingston after this run. And if she shows me that she's, she's good enough, then 
and be all stops out to um, have a crack at the Empire Rose. Uh, before we let you go, Bill, it, it's an exciting time because why yourself, obviously, we're still a star and you can check out the story as well. Ladbrokes Digital, through all their digital and social media channels, they've got a great story on there. We we spoke a little bit about it last week. So make sure wherever you might be around the country, you go check it out because it's, it's a wonderful documentation by Ladbrokes uh, featuring the story of still a star. But not the only Tasmanian to run in this race tomorrow because Mystic Journey is going around as well. And uh, when it comes to Tasmanian racing, there's a great deal of pride that there's these two men different, maybe different times of their career, but definitely these two mares having a crack at a, a really good race and, and look like a nice preparation ahead of both of them. Look, it's fantastic that both the mares are going to run at Flemington. you got the champ and the pretender. Um, Mystic Journey, everybody knows what she's done. She's it has been a revelation for Tasmanian racing. And my little girl is um, stepping up to the mark, you know, whether she can emulate what the other horse has done remains to be seen, but early days for my horse yet, you know, she's only an immature horse, she's only had about 15, 16 runs but hopefully, you know, she's got another season at least left in her racing, so we'll see what happens, but I genuinely love to see the two of them going head and head down Australia at some stage. Hey Bill, I think we might have Peter Staples back, he's had some phone issues over the course of the morning, but I think we might have, you, you got us back Pete? Yeah mate, loud and clear, you got me loud and clear? Yeah we got you mate, uh, any last questions for Bill before we let him go? Well, how did Monica pull up after the uh, boat trip, Bill? I know she's going to sacrifice two weeks quarantine when she comes back and she'll have to do it three times, so she's certainly taken a bullet for the team. She certainly has. You know, it's uh, very courageous of her to do it. Um, not many people would like to be locked up, and you know how social Monica is. I don't know how she's going to cut <laughs> I, I, well, uh, I, I dare say if, uh, if she wins, it might make things a little bit easier. Well, might might make it easier for us. I don't know about Monica. She won't be able to celebrate. She's been locked. <laughs> that is true. Hey, I want to ask you, Bill. Bill, you, you mentioned the fact, of course, with the restrictions and and all the stuff we got right now, you can't get to Melbourne. How, how will you watch the race? How, how do you go about sitting down and, and watching the Let's Elope tomorrow? Yeah, be at the stables. Will you be at home? How, how do you go about to view it? I'll be at home in the lounge room. Um, uh, Mary and I'll be there watching. And our son Michael might come up and watch it with us. Um, Timmy Allen, one of the owners of Still a Star, him and his son have the fourth hotel and they're having a hell of a do there tomorrow. And he rang me up this morning and he said, sneak out and come up the pub. And I said, I can't. And I said, I've got to, you know, Mary and I got to feed all these damn horses. And he said, just tell Mary to do them. He said, you'll be right. And she can't <laughs> We'll get home in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good luck with that, Bill. If that is the uh, is the route you try to take over the uh, over the next twenty four hours, mate. Well, before we do let you go as well, you got one at Sunday. I see at Devonport. Uh, you like its chances? Yeah, I think she's a nice each way chance. She's a handy little mare. Um, if you have a look at Stella Star's trials, you see where she trialed twice with her, and um, you know it's a class three horse, so pretty good trials. No, brilliantly done. Hey, good luck tomorrow, mate. It's, uh, it's very disappointing that you can't be there at Flemington to to lead your little mare around, but there is no doubt there's going to be opportunities going forward, and uh, we're very excited to see what she does on a resumption tomorrow in the 1,400 metres. Let's elope. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much good for luck. your time. Bill Ryan, and it's so exciting. And, and Pete, you sort of 
because of the line issues, you might have missed a little bit of the start there, but uh, you can just feel the excitement and the pride that he talks about finally getting a horse like Stiller Star. And uh, a little bit of that comes across, and a lot of that, in fact, comes across in that, in that Ladbrokes piece that I spoke about. You can jump on all their social media channels and, and check that out. But the All-Star Mile, and then to her to back up and run so brilliantly in the autumn, is a credit to not just Bill, but I think Tasmanian Racing as well. Yeah, I was right. You know, it's still a star. She's been always been a revelation for for, for Bill and, and and for Tassie Racing, and following in the footsteps, virtually of Mystic Journey. And I, mean, I just think it's sensational that both of those mares go around in the race tomorrow. And can you imagine what it'll be like for Tasmanians watching over here or anywhere around Australia if these two mares are fighting it out in the last fifty? Can you imagine? Well, and if they happen to cross the line in Quinella the race, I know it's a you know it's a long shot. But if it did, can you imagine what it would do to the credibility of Tasmanian racing? It'll just keep going from strength to strength, which it continuing is. But also, it also starts to dare the dream. You mentioned there's a long way to go, but it dares to dream. If these two mares fight it out tomorrow in a really strong race, and bloody oath they can, next thing you know, you start to think, well, hang on a second. There's the Empire Rose, of which both of these horses would be pushing towards. Who knows? Maybe one of them will end up in a Cox Plate over the 2,000 metres. Now, it's still a long way to go, but... The state will be going nuts, Pete. Well, so what else you have to think of is if the, if both Mystic Journey and Silver Star get to the Empire Rose, is Heller going to go to the Empire Rose? Oh. Has Scotty Brunton mapped a program out oh. for he rec- He still thinks that he's his, she is his Group One horse. So could that be a possibility? Well, he can, can you imagine three of them in the Empire Rose? Oh, I can. Enormous. I can, Pete. I can. And well, this is the exciting thing about what is happening in Tasmanian racing. And it's continued to even get bigger and better as we bring in Carl DeGruy as well. My speed map tells yes. me it's going to be leading for <laughs> your a speed fair while. Well, yeah. to be fair... Sarath is going to come I, across, but I, if it doesn't... It your, could... your speed map kind of got put into the draw <laughs> because Bill Ryan said it probably won't lead. <laughs> I know. So rethink that. No, no, we'll wait Okay, you're going to stick by it. All right, Carl DeGruy joins us. He is the head of commercial at Ladbrokes and the, the continual good news continues to come. Carl, hello to you. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, mate, thanks for joining us, and, and thank you as well. Ladbrokes, uh, we're launching the partnership here. They're the official partner at Tassie Racing, and and Pete just mentioned there, with these horses continually going towards these big Group 1 races, still a star, Mystic Journey, we know what she has done. Tasmanian racing gets bigger and better, it feels like, each and every day, and now Ladbrokes are a huge part of it. Yeah, look, we've been really excited about the partnership we've, we've had with Taz Racing for a couple of years now. We, you know, we saw it as a really good opportunity to to get in there it's obviously a three code partnership which which is hard to find for for someone like us and and so it's it's been a partnership that's worked really well and i think people people like peter and and paul erickson they're they're very welcoming to to our brand they they really want to see it work and and we're super excited to to now be joining forces with you guys to really tell that story more nationally because i think as you pointed out it's a bit of a hidden secret at the moment i I think tasmanian racing um, at least on the mainland because you know, we have seen some of those great horses come from there in, in recent times. You know, who'd, who wouldn't love to own a Mystic Journey, right, to, to, to be competing in some of the races that she has? Um, the Stiller Star story is just one mm-hmm. of the, the most wonderful ones we've seen in racing. And, and you just hope for Bill Ryan and the, the connections there that, um, that she can run really well tomorrow. And, you know, certainly the, the punters seem to think so. She's been seven fifty at opening into, into $5 with with lad breaks tomorrow. So, you know, she, she'd be up there, you know, among the favourites. And, you know, and, and then characters like Scotty Brunton and a lot, I, I just can't get enough of those sort of guys, you know, that really 
love their racing. They wear their heart on their sleeve, and and um, you know that's what it's all about. So we're we're really excited to have that that connection and a deep connection into into Tasmanian racing. Carl, you mentioned it there. It is kind of the hidden gem, and sometimes it's a little understated. I I honestly don't think it'll be that way for long Tasmanian racing in in any of the codes. But if you folk, what Mystic Journey's done the last couple of years has, has promoted it to a whole new level. And that some of those horses you mentioned, I reckon in three months' time. People all around the country, on the help of Ladbrokes as well, and in particular the great social media work you're doing to sell some of these stories and tell these bigger tales. I, I think essentially people are going to sit up and notice and go, geez, we've underestimated yeah. Tasmania for too long and no more. I think that's exactly right. And, and to be honest, you know, as troublesome as, as the, uh, the COVID pandemic has been for, for many of us, what it did open up, we can't get into too, too many states to do content at the moment, but Tasmania is one of them. Um, and it's enabled us to get in there and to tell some of tell some of those stories, and and certainly we intend to do that uh, even more so leading into to the summer carnival down there. That you know really is a is a wonderful carnival. I've been lucky enough to experience it the last couple of years. They do a really good job, particularly you know at Launceston and, and Hobart for their big cups, and, and you know hopefully by then we'll all be open up and able to. To travel a little bit more and I really encourage people to, to put it on the bucket list to get down there and experience uh, racing in Tasmania firsthand because it, it really is a, a great experience. The other thing I'd point out is from a from a punter's point of view I kind of look at it as a, a mini Hong Kong in a way you know it's um, it's a select group of horses down there mm. the form's pretty exposed you don't have these you know when you're trying to line up Sydney v Melbourne when you know, satellite stables are, are flying horses in sort of left, right and centre. Um, down there, you can really get a pretty good read on, on form lines. And, and so I think from a punting perspective, it's also a nice place to play. Carl, before we do let you go, and, and this is great news and the, the, the partnership, Ladbrokes is an official partner of Tassie Racing. I, I know you spent a lot of time down there and you mentioned it there, you go to some of these. Have you happened to catch uh, our very own Campbell Brown just doing some late work DJing at any of these these cups, Devonport, Hobart Cup. Yeah, having a glance in and seen him. What song did you sing last year, Brandon? Was it Horses? What did you launch into? Take me back. So, uh, that's a bit right. of noise works. I think it was <laughs> at that stage. Have you come across this yet? Because there's a little, there's a little bit of John Stevens going on there, isn't there? You know, I think, so. There's a lot of positives to Tasmanian <laughs> racing, but I think we found the only negative, and it's the, uh, it's the vocal cords of one Campbell Brown late in a cup meeting. Well, I'd also say it's a very resilient industry if it can put up with that, right? So it's, uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's good fun and it's uh, it's all welcome. So absolutely, we look Carl. forward to Take more true. of it. Hey, Carl, uh, on a more serious note, uh, congratulations because this is, and as you mentioned, the uh, the three codes going forward, not always easily to be able to find the perfect connection, and it it feels like Ladbrokes and Tasmanian Racing have done that, mate. So uh, looking forward to chatting to you a little bit on this particular show and seeing you down there when we're all able to travel a bit more freely. Good on you guys. Appreciate the time. Carl DeGru, there you go. It is done. A huge, huge partnership. Ladbrokes, the official partner of Tassie Racing. Pete, before we let you go, give us a tip. Who's going to get home first in that head down the straight, past the clock tower, into the last hundred. Two Tasmanians going at it. Still a star on the rails. Mystic Journey on the outside. Who gets the head down? Mystic Journey by a half length. Half length. Without hesitation. There you go, Peter. Thank you, mate. You'd have seen how she looked um, uh, after the grass gallop and uh, even Bill Ryan. I sat in the stand as Bill was watching Still a Star work out on Tuesday morning up at Longford. And he said... And I said, oh, how was the gallop yesterday? And he said, uh, you know, Minnie was good. 
he said, but mate, I looked at still a star, at, at Mythic Journey and boy, if, I'd, I'd have to back her. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. He said she looked enormous. So that that uh, that sort of one one from the clouds. But uh, look, with with Labrokes, having Labrokes on board as a, as a partner, um, honestly, it's gold. You know, they're starting to produce these little vignettes that we saw with Bill Ryan and and now with Scotty Brunton that uh, is onto the digital platform. I run a thing called Summer Stars. Well, I, I am involved with a thing called Summer Stars, and I, where we interview the the trainers about the likely candidates and contenders during the carnival. And now, after talking with Tommy Hackett, um, they're going to come down and work with me to do all those. So imagine the quality that we're going to produce this year. Uh, it's just They are just putting their heart and soul into a partnership with Tasmanian Racing, and it's just so good to have them on board. It really is. And, and the same for, for SEN. You know, this is, this is new ground that we're all breaking, and honestly, it's, this is what our industry needs. Um, and if we can form that solid rock partnership, and I'm sure we will, then we'll be able to spread the word as far and wide as we can and we'll have more and more people realising what a great product Tasmanian Racing is. Well, Peter, I speak for everyone here at SCN and SCN Track. It's an honour and a privilege to be a small part of it and to tell you a story that continue to each and every day get bigger and better. I continue to say that, but it is the truth and looking forward to tomorrow continuing on that great Tasmanian story. Enjoy tonight. I know it's a very fun night for everyone down in Tasmania, of course. It's a serious side of it with the awards and the legend status and and the Hall of Fame, but it's one for many people in all walks of occupation when it comes to the uh, the thoroughbred game to be able to let their hair down after a great season, and you are a huge part of that, mate. So enjoy it. Have a couple of beers and then look forward to our Mystic Journey getting the job done for you tomorrow and, and filling up your Ladbrokes account. I look forward to it, mate. And by the way, Browning, hope you get another breakfast in bed. <laughs> <laughs> don't, please. I've just had a text from his wife. Please don't I, I, encourage him. I thought every Sunday was Father's Day, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> Pete. Enjoy. Peter Staples, we've got to get to the break. We are running a little bit late. We do it all thanks to Ladbroke. This is Taz Racing Talk. Around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Well, thanks to Ladbrokes, and it makes every race of this spring even more exciting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858 if you're having any issues. This is Taz Racing Talk. You can watch us via the SEN app as well. Big shout out, a wave to you if you're looking at us right now, and there's so much to get into the news. And then we'll get into a little bit of harness racing with Campbell Brown and Cam Luke. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. That is us and this is Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes. A lot going on this weekend. Huge Hobart today, Devonport Sunday when we're talking harness racing. This is going to be big because there's heats. There's a lot towards feature races in a little while time and Jamie Kershaw joins us to talk all things harness racing over the weekend. Jamie, welcome back. This is going to be big. There you go, mate. Yeah, it's going to be a big weekend of harness racing. Tassie, mate, with two meetings. The first one kicking off tonight and up to the northwest coast on Sunday, mate, for the heat and heat of the four-year-old size stake series. When, when, when you have these type of weekends and there's a lot going on, and in particular this time of year when the weather's a little bit nicer and things, there's a bit of a bit, bigger spring in the steppers, can you just feel it on track? Like, can you just feel it amongst not just Netflix, the, the 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 people in the stands, but, you know, the, the drivers and the owners and everyone involved, they, they just feel a little bit happier? Yeah, well, that's, it's just the same as Campbell would know. Same the football, mate. Look, coming mm-hmm. to the leading races, it's just like a bit of a finals atmosphere. Um, that's the time for the stars to shine, you know, equine and um, and people. 
horses and drivers. And um, yeah, I'm sure the drivers and the trainers get a string in their step, hoping their horses can step up and take out one of the features over the next couple of months. Sure. Obviously, Jamie was referring to your Hawthorne days, Brownie, not your Gold Coast Suns days, because September wasn't something you were <laughs> well, overly gonna, keen on. I was going to say to people, <laughs> hang over the mountain yard booing at certain jockeys and horses, because that's what happened to me a lot. Well, well, that's a good thing for Campbell. Campbell's been there, mate. I'm going to ask you a question. What would you take, win an AFL Grand Final or win in a Group 1 race at the races? Oh, definitely an AFL Grand Final. Yeah. Yep. Um, no doubt about that. Just because... You personally put the blood, sweat, and tears into it. Whereas uh, if you win a Group One from an owner's perspective, which I would be, you know, you're different. Um, it's it feel you feel like the, the trainer and the jockey have done all the work, and you've just paid the bills and cheered it. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, no, that's, yeah, perfect, perfect summary, mate. Perfect mm. summary. Yeah, no, that's, that's the way. Yeah, so yeah, no, it's a good weekend down here, mate. Um, yeah, I think we've got seven races tonight and nine on Sunday. All right, talk us through a couple of these because you'd mentioned there there are some heats and some preludes for, for feature races which aren't too far away. So there's a, there's a bit on the line when it comes to getting on track tonight or Sunday. Yeah, well, we'll start off with tonight's car because it's the first meeting. It's it's a secondary car, but there are some nice races. We've got the heats of the two-year-old sweepstakes for the Phillies and the Colton Geldings. Um, in the Phillies division, you know, there's two horses that stand out on fawning Miss Pappenhausen and May's Place. Uh, they draw barriers 10 and 11 in the second line, but there's a couple of first starters from the Todd Rattray stable that are very well bred. Macaria, Marisabelle and Marcella. So a bit of a tongue twister tonight for the caller, that's for sure. <laughs> um, May's Place is my top pick just because she's a professional little filly and you know, she can do a bit of work in her races. So I'm pretty keen on her in the, the filly division, but I've got a healthy respect for the three first starters and the role Hillier train Miss Pappenhausen, but you know, May's place goes on top there for me, boys. Now, I don't know if you know this for certain, but I'm assuming Miss Pappenhausen is in some way a nod to Ryan, of course, Mm, at uh, at, at Melbourne Storm. What's the connection there? Do you know? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue, but Rowan Hillier and his his owners they always come up with a pretty good name, so I've got no doubt at all it's to do with Ryan from Melbourne Storm fame, and Mm. um, yeah, but the story behind it, I have got no idea, but yeah, they. Do name their horses, you know, pretty similar sort of things behind. There's a meaning behind them. Well, if it is as quick as Ryan Pappenhausen, not many will be able to catch him. No, and you can take the double tonight, Pappenhausen into Pappenhausen. Of course, Melbourne Storm play their first final tonight. (laughs) They do. If you you bleed purple, there's your omen bet for your Friday. Yeah, well, 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 Rowan's colours, race colours are purple, mate. There you there go. You go. So it probably is a double. <laughs> it probably is a good sign. His racing colours are purple with a bit of yellow in them. So, yeah. Um, so we'll head across to the, the Carlton Gelding sweepstakes. There's a couple, this is a pretty good race. There's some good form exposed and a couple of, in a first starter that goes okay by reports. Uh, Mickey O was a very impressive winner last week. Draw similar. You know, it's going to be hard to beat. Then you've got Big Boy Mao racing well, but Ball reports Macho Mover. Um, he raced early in the season as a two-year-old. He's had a good break. He's done things wrong, but the reports were pretty good going back six or nine months ago. And He's been pretty well supported this morning, so I would say the sale was pretty confident with Macho Mover. And he's probably going to find the lead, and that's going to take him a long way to winning over the 1,609-metre trip. So I'm going to jump ship and, and jump onto Macho Mover's bandwagon, but I've got a healthy respect for number six, Mickey Owen, number eight, Big Boy Mao. 
Um, just, the best of the night. Just, just on that, sorry, sorry, uh, Jay, to jump in, but that is the best betting race of the day. If you don't want to follow the money, of which you just mentioned there, it's in about 240, 250 on, on Ladbrokes. But if you don't want to follow the money, there's a, there's a really good opportunity to make some cash there because there are a number of chances if, uh, for whatever reason, he doesn't come back well. Oh, for sure, mate. Look, it is a risk back in Macho Move, but, you know, I'm just going where the money is. And I know, going back six months ago, I know the Retro Camp had a huge opinion of him. Uh, but there's some horses there that are probably going to be over. You've got Mallon, who was impressive first up. You've got Maybe, who's knocking on the door. You know, they're going to get us a double-figure odds. And there's a, there's a horse called a Minute Silence that's, you know, got a pretty good rap on it. Just got it all wrong last time when, you know, started equal favourite. And drawing Barry 10 is going to help him because he's going to have no pressure on him early to run the gate. And if he just settles out the back and minds his own business and can get some sort of card into the race, he's won a double-figure odds that can run a race as well. So... You spot on there, Cam. It doesn't end with just a macho mover. Mm. I reckon there's probably six to eight chances, to be honest. I'm going to back a minute silence each way in that race, I think. I think you can learn a lot. Obviously, uh, had a bit of raps coming into it uh, to its debut, but I think it's going to improve a hell of a lot. So I think at a nice price, it doubles. You can find one there, mate. What else you got for us? Um, going back to race two, he's probably the better bet of the night for me. A, a three-year-old called Fury Dam. Yep. Um, he's going to have to wrestle the lead away from the pole market, but if he does lead, he will definitely, I'm pretty confident he will win. If he's got to sit par, I think he can still prove too tough for, you know, too tough for his rivals in race two. Uh, but that, you know, Hobart, the meeting of Hobart's really the the heat, the heat of the, the sweepstakes here. Yep. They're the main two races, mate. Other than that, the rest of the card's pretty even, to be honest, boys. All right, let's talk just quickly on Sunday, mate, at Devonport. What do you like? Uh, Devonport's a really good card. Uh, you got the heats and heats of the Granny Smith and the the Raider Stakes, which is the four year old size. But um, the best of the one of the, the best of the night comes up early for me. Race one, number three, Emirates, a three year old filly, drawn ideally, mate. She should be able to find the lead or the breeze, and from there they should be able to dictate. Uh, race four, number ten, blame it on me. This is a prelude to the Granny Smith. She's classes above her rivals. But by drawing barrier ten, we might be able to get you know a dollar seventy, a dollar eighty, and that'll be stealing money in my eyes. <laughs> we 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 go across to race five, number twelve, Isaiah um, gets into this race well off the ten metre handicap because it was only six to eight months ago he was starting thirty metres off the, in the Easter Cup and the Tasmania Cup, and they're our two big races. So he's got a twenty metre lift in a much easier race and. Despite resuming, I think he can run a big race, and you know, three eighty-four dollars is a good gamble. And race nine, number ten, Montana Lad. He got the job done for us last week. God bless him. Um, Devonport's a tight track, which won't suit him, but he's got lengths on his rivals, and as long as he stays in his gear and has clear running from the belt, he'll be too good for his rivals because he, like I just mentioned, he's a class above him. Um, and the value play for the night comes up in race seven, number seven, Big Gem Montana. Um, done a bit of work last time when leading. Joining side the second row at Devonport, which is a huge advantage. So it gets a soft trip and only needs a, you know, a bit of a crack at them late. And, you know, don't be surprised if she pokes her head out on the line at around the 5 or $6 mark. Oh, I like I like this when you give a bit of value. I like when you're just saying uh, and telling us that horses are going to be a class above the field because that just means you are full of confidence and that's what... We love when you bring it to uh, Taz Racing Talk. Hey, Jamie, we appreciate your time, mate. Look forward to doing it again all next week. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, Jamie. Oh, big weekend. Tonight, Hobart, Devonport Sunday for a big meeting. And it's just leading up to bigger and bigger and better races 
in the next month. All thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talk. We'll get a break, Tom Hackett, and we'll talk a little greyhounds with Brennan Ryan on the other side of this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Right around the nation, this is all thanks to Ladbrokes, Taz Racing Talk, and of course, Ladbrokes this spring. Oh, hell! They're going to make every race this spring even more exciting. As always, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Now, man, Tommy Hackett joins us. Hello, big fella. Hello, boys. Mate, uh, can we start with the Let's Elope? I know that you traditionally probably got a rundown ready to go, but can we start with the Let's Elope? We've been talking so much about Mystic Journey, so much about Stiller Star. What, what is the market in the Group 2 for the Mayors? Yeah, it's a really good race. This one, the Let's Elope stakes. Instant Celebrity is the favourite at $3.90. To wrap on the second line of betting at 420, but there's been a good move for Still a Star. She opened 750, she's now into 550, clear on the third line of betting. Mystic Journey was $14, got as short as $11, just back out to $13 now. So it'll be a good uh, guide for both these horses uh, heading towards this uh, into the spring. The Empire Road Stakes is the major target for both of them, but we know that Still a Star. She proved she was up to the uh, Melbourne Quality Racing when she uh, at the end of last preparation it was a really good win. In the anniversary bar, she's got four around the likes of Missile Mantra, Mr. Quickie. They're both horses. Mr. Quickie is a Group One winner. Missile Mantra is a Group One place getter. And we know how good Mystic Journey is. She probably wasn't quite at her best last preparation, but we saw her last spring come out and she won the Stut Stakes, uh, the Stock Stakes, I should say, at the Valley in really impressive fashion. So on her day, she's still got a big performance in her, and her record at Flemington is good. That's why she famously won that first All Star yep. Bowl. So we're really looking forward to that side stakes. It's a have to be good to beat Instant Celebrity, but it's going to be a good guide to see where they're at heading into uh, the rest of the spring. What else you got for us, mate? It's an interesting day at Devonport on Sunday. We don't have uh, markets available at this stage, but I find that the, the Devonport meetings, there's value to be found there because we're, we're talking with a, a very similar pool of horses. There's no... Uh, we, very rarely on a, a Devonport meeting do you have those horses coming through in a state. So you can really stack up the form quite nicely. And I think there's a, a winner to be found nice and early in the day, race two, number one, Red Helmet's been racing really well this prep. Bit of a truck specialist. It's two wins have come at Devonport uh, on the synthetic surface. So I think it's going to be very, very tough to beat. Uh, Scotty Brunton, as we know, always has a strong hand. He has a couple of, uh, he'll have a couple of favourites on the meeting. But another horse I want to uh, spot out is race five, number one, Karnak Kid. Only recorded the one race win from its 11 race starts, but it's been really good, this preparation. Last start was unlucky. It was caught wide, race without cover, but was still able to find the line quite nicely. So she's got a nice run here from Barrier 2 at Devonport on Sunday. I think it's a well-placed return to winning form. That's race five, number one, Khan, that kid. But it's a great day of racing on Sunday, and uh, hopefully the, uh, the the accounts will be full after a big group one day at Flemington. Can't wait for it. Thank you, Tommy Hackett. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Makes every race this spring even more exciting. Talking exciting. Brennan Ryan joins us. We haven't got much time, Brennan, but I know you've got us winners in a huge weekend of Greyhounds. Mate, hello to you. Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be on. And, yeah, no, it's a, a very much a big week of racing coming up. Hey, Breeders' Classic Heats, mate. What do you like on uh, Launceston on Monday night? We've got four semifinals there from races three, four, five, and six. I'm going to go for a first starter by the name of Big Ruby Red. Uh, it's got box two in the first semifinal. She's a debutante making her debut. Look, the, they come from a good progeny uh, from the SH Avatar litter, and, and I think Gary wouldn't have these pups in this series for no reason. So I'm going to go race ring number two, Big Ruby Red. I like the theory, too, that he wouldn't be running them if uh, he didn't think they could be competitive. Is there anything else to uh, keep our eye out for over 
uh, in particular Monday night? Um, there is a couple of runners going around, but we're building up towards some really good feature events and the ladies' bracelet comes up uh, Monday week on the 20th of September with uh, Hinks uh, for the best female greyhounds in the state. So we're looking forward to that. One runner, Miss Avatar, won last week and 29.90 for trainer Ted Meadows off the box one and I think she's a great candidate heading into the series wow. in, uh, just over a week's time. Look forward Thank to you, going a little more in depth in that next Friday. Brennan Ryan there, all things greyhounds. We are excited. Hey, talking lad brokes. The Scotty Brunson piece I just watched in the ad break. Check it out. All thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talk. Big weekend ahead of us.